In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. talking to your host so guys just a little bit about what's going on right now um i had a guest lined up to speak uh things came up with them and we had to reschedule for the next episode so i i'm very excited about this episode that we're doing uh you know this guest is going to be awesome uh it's going to focus on one of the, I'll say it, most beautiful areas of the country uh, coming up around this time of year. We're talking about the Great Smoky Mountains. So, uh, this little segment we're going to do, uh, and I do apologize that there is no YouTube uh, video recording, just because, again, this is myself recording tonight. Uh, we're going to do a little talk about Great Smoky Mountain National Park and the Gatlinburg area. And this is all gonna segue into our next episode with our guest on this next episode. So two part series to this. But just wanna start out uh, and just you know kinda give a quick reflection about what's going on. Um, again, COVID, things have made traveling uh, not that easy, uh, especially for me. It's like, you know, Living in Chicago, we have travel restrictions. Uh, working for the city of Chicago, those restrictions are enforced more upon us as city workers. So, um, you know, a lot of the places where I like to travel to uh, are on that travel restriction list. So, you know, until this lifts, I really can't go too far away out my little bubble here. So it's uh, doing a podcast segment, talking about traveling, having that itch to go, it just... You know, it's like trying to, you can only keep your tie down for so long, but, you know, hoping all turns out to be well in the next, uh, you know, within the next 
you know, a couple months, I guess, whenever, you know, we get a handle on this situation. But, uh, you know, enough about that. Let's, let's talk about the travel itself. So what I want to focus on right now is the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And for anybody who knows me, uh, the national parks are a near and dear to my heart. I, I find some of the greatest places. It's tattooed on me. All right, I, the national parks are what I love, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It, I've already been there three times, so it's uh, it's one of my favorites, especially coming up for the fall. Uh, a lot of people travel to this area just to see the foliage uh, change over. So if you're going to the Great Smoky Mountains and you're going to the National Park, you obviously had to go through Gatlinburg. Uh, and, you know, depending on where you're coming from, most of the time you're coming off uh, the interstate and you're going down uh, 441 to get through there. So there's Pigeon Forge that you'd have to go through as well. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. But in Gatlinburg itself, there is the Visitor Center there's also a uh, National Parks Visitor Center there, a smaller one uh, located in town. But the big visitor center is the Sugarland Visitor Center, which is just uh, inside of the park. And for those who are not familiar, the main route that goes through uh, for driving is 441. And that goes from Gatlinburg to Cherokee, North Carolina. Um, you know, the that part of the Smokies right there, it's bordered uh, by both states. You have to cross through to get through to it. There's other highways and byways that go uh, around the park or cut in and out through the park, but this one is the most direct route through it. Um, also, for those who uh, are hiking enthusiasts and uh, you know, almost you know, to the point of survivalists, the Appalachian Trail. Uh, goes along there as well so uh, we'll, we'll also touch on that with some stories too I have from there but if you are going through one of the, some of the most popular spots to check out um, the first one while driving that you have to go through is called the Newfoundland Gap um, the Newfoundland Gap is where the Tennessee and North Carolina borders touch uh, it's it's at an elevation, so it gives a great uh, overview of the Smokies there. Now, this is going back to 20, was it 2015 was the first time, uh, the first hike I did out there. Me and my buddy, uh, Frank Romeo, we hiked out there and we went and did the hike called Charlie's Bunyan. Uh, Bunyan spelled B. U-N-I-O-N. Uh, I will say, <laughs> I when we got to the crest of of this, the, uh, there was you know great great pictures to take. We had an awesome day. It was the end of September, clear skies throughout. I mean it, that it wasn't. It was still you know warm but cool air once you got closer to the top. And I uh, took pictures. Uh, looking down the side of the mountain, looking downward, and sent them to my mother. She had a heart attack. Not a real heart attack, but I got a text back, all capital letters, saying Jason Michael. So, 
Yeah, it just it, just to put into perspective uh, what those views can do uh, and the reactions they cause, they're breathtaking. We sat on the side of the mountain, had lunch, and we hiked back down. Um, so a lot of people say that this is one of the most challenging hikes in the uh, Smokies itself. Uh, you, your trailhead is at the Newfoundland Gap, um, and you're going to go... 4.4 miles to uh, the to the peak of this mountain top. At your height, you're going to gain 1,200 feet in elevation. So you're going to start at about 5,000 at the crest. It is at 6,200 feet. 6,200 feet. So 1,200 foot gain of elevation on this hike for 4.4 miles. It did take about. For us, we chugged through it. It was about a four-hour hike for us. Uh, for those who are trying to keep a more steady pace, uh, you're looking at the five to six-hour marker. So it is definitely a uh, – it can turn into an all-day you know, hike if you're going to do this, uh, depending on the speed and your conditioning. Uh, from there, we also saw uh, Mount Lacante. Uh, that was pretty cool. That's – the third tallest peak as well that you that's in the uh, park to see so great great hiking uh, around there a uh, couple years later uh, me and Olivia we went to we went back there in 2019 so last year it was 19 no it was 2018 sorry I stand correct 2018 and uh, a couple notable things uh, for those who have who want a easier hike in the park, uh, you're gonna have. There's a great. It's a two and a half mile hike. It's only about an eighty foot uh, change in elevation, so very easy. Uh, kids love this hike. Uh, we saw a lot of them, but this is called Laurel Falls, and it's kind of right by the Sugarland uh, Visitor Center, uh, especially. Uh, you know, with rains coming through the air, the falls really do pick up, and they're quite beautiful. Uh, so I would definitely recommend. That's like your average. You know, we want to do a hike that's you know maybe takes up you know the morning or afternoon, but it's not too inconvenient. Uh, it's a very good hike to go on. The last one to mention is uh, Mount Lacante, like we just saw where we uh, where we were seeing that from Charlie's Bunyan. That's an eleven mile hike. That hike is also an all-day hike. Um, you're gain, you're, so you're going to do 2,700, almost 2,800 feet uh, change in elevation for 11 miles. Uh, it's very forgiving at first, and then it is strenuous all the way to the crest, but well worth the views out there. Um, so, you know, I, I know we're talking, you know, we're, this is kayaking as well. Um and I'm just going to put it this way. We're going to save the kayak and fishing to the next segment. And I have my reasons for it. Again, we have a great guest coming on next week or next episode for this. So uh, I don't want to spoil it, giving it away, um, you know, with what we're going to do. Because there's a lot more information to this part uh, come next week or next episode. But that's, uh, that's a lot of what the park itself has to offer. 
you know, with it, you know, within the vicinity of 441. Um, but let's talk about the Appalachian Trail for a second. You know, the Appalachian Trail uh, goes from Georgia to Maine, and part of this trail intersects through it. So when we did the Newfoundland Gap, we were on that trail, um, and it, it's really cool because for those who are walking or who are hiking that trail, uh, there's actual there's actual um, rest shelters where you know you instead of having to pitch a tent, uh, you can take cover in these structures themselves. Meant you know it's uh, it's primitive still, but it's uh, it's a lot more uh, protection and a lot more open area for, uh, for those who are hiking along the Appalachian Trail. That was really cool to see. Uh, they're kind of like slotted uh, bunks that sit within those walls too. So pretty cool. Um, fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. But a lot of people, when we were out there uh, hiking that trail, uh, you know, you're talking the full setup with uh, touring backpacks, you know, every, I mean, they're loaded up with gear and just consistently hiking through these elevation changes. So uh, power to them, you know, that's, you know, I, I wish, <laughs> I wish at some point I, you know, I could get time to you know hike that further but at the, you know at the same time that's a huge commitment uh to do you know it's a lot of uh mental toughness preparedness you know there's so many things that you have to be ready for and to, to hike that path so kudos to those who've accomplished hiking that path and even kudos for those who attempted it because it takes a lot to to be able to do that so uh give you guys a cheer out there so again, we're gonna keep this little segment short um, because you know it, this is gonna be a two-part series. We're gonna to touch on the fishing and everything else uh, next week, but we're gonna do what we do best. This is a travel segment, right? So let's talk about Gatlinburg. So Gatlinburg, um, for those who are not familiar with Gatlinburg. Um, just like here in the Midwest, what what we always describe Gatlinburg is, it is the the Wisconsin Dells of the South. <laughs> it's the best way to put it. Uh, now, Gatlinburg is the big name because there's a lot of you know it's next to the Smokies, but there's also Pigeon Forge that uh, encompasses just north of there family attractions to it which we'll touch on uh towards the end of this segment but the uh first thing i you know let's talk about it food there's so many options between gatlinburg and pigeon forge uh for food man it's it's crazy what's out there um but i'm gonna give you my three i wish i would put down more but if i had to go three this is what we're doing Number one, located in Pigeon Forge, Paula Dean's Southern Restaurant. Man, 
just just talking about it, I'm feeling full right now. Um, <laughs> you, you will you will not leave disappointed. I think for what was it, thirty something dollars, they give you more food than you can put it. <laughs> it's a family style, and it's it's a lot. I mean, for two people, for family style, that's what I said, two to four people. Man, we were, and you can't take anything home, so, you know, you got to eat what's there. Holy Christ, we were full, but it was delicious. Um, you know, I, the best thing to do is call ahead for it, and then uh, once you call ahead, you know, you uh, make your reservation because it is very popular there. The second recommendation I would give is for breakfast. Now, I know it's kind of a, um, you know, a chain per se within these uh, very touristy areas, but man, they got some dang good food. And that's the Log Cabin and Flapjacks. Now, Log Cabin is local to Gatlinburg. Um, Log Cabin, I would recommend over Flapjacks because Flapjacks, like I said, it's that chainy type. They still have very good food, but to support the local guys, uh, the Log Cabin Pancake House. Uh, their blueberry pancakes and their blackberry pancakes are out of this world. My last recommendation, you're in the South. What would the South be without any barbecue? Bones barbecue. Uh, smoked meats. Uh, you, there are smokers right outside, so you, you're watching them take the, the meats out the smokers and slice them right there, right in front of you. Man. Uh, tasty. There variety of sauces, so very tasty sauces that they have in there. Uh, you will not be disappointed going to Bones barbecue. Uh, they do a cafeteria style, pick three with your choice of two sides. They give you cornbread. Um, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with it at all. So after that, let's talk about breweries. Um, I will say some of the best brews I've had from a local brewery were right here at Smoky Mountain Brewery. My goodness. I just, like I said earlier in this I wish I could just travel, but Tennessee's on the restriction list right now. But, man, they had a, a flight of beers. For all the way from your super light ales to your dark stouts. Nothing was bad. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm picky about what I like to drink. There was not one bad beer in there. That was, they were all so smooth, crisp, refreshing. Um, even your darkers as heavy as they may have been, they were still, it was not heavy enough to make you feel uh, groggy after drinking it. So very, very good beers from Smoky Mountain Brewery. Um, next recommendation I would give is local to the state of Tennessee and their uh, brew pub or brewery is in Pigeon Forge and also in Nashville is Yeehaw Brewing. Uh, Yeehaw has some great uh, beers has very sorry about that we're recording at the firehouse tonight so might have a little interruption here or there but uh yeah very 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 good beers um yeah yeehaw last but not least 
Gatlinburg Brewing Company. Man, oh man. Well, I tell you what, they had their, uh, it was called their um, Mountain Ale, I believe it was called. And crisp, refreshing. It was, we bought a sixer to go home with us. That was great. So I would definitely uh, check those out if you're in those areas and you're looking for a brewery. Um, but with breweries, now this is a little more uh, acclimated to the area. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about, folks, moonshine. Yep, moonshine down in Tennessee. Now, if you have relatives, if you have family who distill their own moonshine, that's the moon. That's true. That is the true Appalachian spirit down there is getting it from, uh, you know, homegrown. But for those who can't get it homegrown, I'm going to give you two really good distilleries. All right, so those two distilleries are Old Smoky and Sugarland. Now, what's neat about Gatlinburg and that whole east, you know, southeastern Tennessee area, uh, even going back towards Nashville because uh, it's so popular with moonshine, uh, is that you can do tastings there. And when I say you can do tastings, bring your liver because it's pretty much 12 shots that you're doing. Uh, they let you taste and sample all the flavors and then you get to pick and choose what you want to buy or you don't have to buy anything at all if you're not you know liking what moonshine uh, commercial moonshine tastes like um, but my personal recommendation is Sugarland over Old Smoky I only say it because uh, I like Sugarland's uh, it has a more natural taste to it uh, Old Smoky will get the job done and ain't bashing Old Smoky at all uh, but again the it has more of a natural taste for Sugarland so uh, definitely check both those out while you're down there. Um, what else comes from down there is some good homemade wine. Now, uh, when we say homemade, right, uh, yes, it's commercialized, but um, a, lot of, a lot of it is local to what uh, that area region uh, has to offer. Uh, you'll see a lot of very mixed wines. So, uh, I got three for you, and this is thanks in part to Olivia for making me go wine tasting with her while we were down there. But the first one is Tennessee Homemade. Uh, just, I will say, again, just kind of like Sugarland, it is the most natural tasting wine that's out there. Uh, and to follow up with that is Sugarland. Uh, you know, I there's a lot, for me, I, I'm more of a fruitier <laughs> Uh, not like that, but uh, I'm more of a fruitier than drier. I, I like a more robust taste in my wine uh, than dry. Drinking dry wine gives me a headache, and I'm not looking to get a headache. So Sugarland's good for that. And then uh, Apple Barn. Apple Barn is also uh, makes their own uh, homemade ciders as well as their wines. So those are my three for uh, wineries in the area. Uh, but... You know that's that's all great but if you want to go out for a night um, 
hours. There's a few spots to choose from, but I'm going to tell you my number one favorite spot. That's Puckers. Puckers is great. We've <laughs> we've had stories that will come from there that will uh, only stay there and good times uh, while we were down there. You know, it, it's quite funny. Uh, you know, spending a couple days. You know, one thing I will say is people in Gatlinburg are very, very, very friendly. Uh, even if you're an out of towner, the locals will. You know. The only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game. The Trigger Stick Apex. Built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots. With our Durasteady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock-solid clamp, nothing tops the Apex. The Trigger Stick Apex, only from Primo's. Take you in if you're there and you know just cool with everybody. Um, we had, you know, especially with me and Frank, man, we had a great time at uh, at Puckers while we were down there and going back to revisit too. It's good, uh, good time. So definitely check out Puckers. Get a T-shirt. Uh, you'll see what I mean when you go there. <laughs> but there's also the family aspect to this. So I'm gonna give you my top three attractions within the Gatlinburg area including Pigeon Forge. Number one is the Omer of Gatlinburg. Very cool. It's a tram that starts in town and takes you uh, up to one of the crests of the smaller hills but great views of the mountains. Uh, it's very very nice when you get up there. There's stores and it's a nice little hiking trail up that way. Um, just an all-around good way to spend the afternoon after walking around downtown Gatlinburg. Uh, it's about a little hour to two hour uh, trip in your day. The second thing that I'm going to recommend uh, is, is a whole day, so you, you definitely want to plan this out, is uh, Dollywood and the Dolly Parton Stampede. Cool, cool, and even cool. Uh, Dolly Parton she knows what she's doing, man. She uh, she made that attraction for families, for kids. Uh, there's there's nothing bad about it. Uh, just like I said, be prepared. It's a whole day and into the night kind of deal if you do the Stampede show as well as the theme park. And the last thing I'm going to say uh, and recommend is going to be a very general... Um, consensus but it, it, there's so much in Pigeon Forge that can cater to every liking within the family you have the NASCAR experience uh, you have a pirate experience I mean, the, the, it's, it's almost endless of what is there there's a Christmas store to go see what I'm going to recommend for my third is to go to the Pigeon Forge, um, Chamber of Commerce, the Welcome Center, anywhere, and, and go on the map, okay? Take, if you're going with the family, everyone gets to pick somewhere, all right? Because there's something to do for everybody. There's such a different experience within, within Pigeon Forge itself. If you're by yourself, take the day, 
and take places out to go. Um, you know, but the one thing I'm I'm, I'm kind of contradicting myself, you know, giving a recommendation. But the one thing I, I, I will have to say to do, and I, I have to tell a funny story. And this is going to wrap up, you know, and, and lead into next uh, the next episode. So, uh, in Pigeon Forge, they have dinner shows. So me and Frank decided to choose a dinner show uh, for the Hatfield versus the McCoys. And when I tell this story, you know, it, it, just disclaimer, it's one of those, you may have had to been there to understand it fully, but I'm going to try to get full detail to this. So me and Frank drove down from Chicago to, to Gatlinburg. We got to our room and we're like, okay, what are we going to eat? So we thought this... You know, as we, we didn't eat on the road on the way there. We just drove. Drove as fast as we can to get down there as fast as we could, right? So, we're looking at, okay, let's let's do this. So, Hatfield McCoy, we're going. So, we're standing there. Show's almost sold out. So, we were able to get in. They, were, they asked you, well, what side do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the Hatfield side or the McCoy side? Um, let's go with the McCoys. All right. So all that is is you're sitting on the right side of the theater versus the left side of the theater, right? And they give you, they ask you first, for, and it's expensive, not in the sense of, one thing you have to realize, you're paying for a, you're paying $60 for a live performance, which is not bad. Um, if you understand my friend Frank, he's very frugal, so $60 was asking a lot. But uh, they ask, they go, for an extra um, $6.99, you could add on our souvenir cowbell. So I'm like, of course, buddy, let's do this. Come on, we're, we're, we're down here. And he just gives me the look, that look of disgust. I'm like, come on, we're doing it. So I condiment to get in this cowbell. So we go, we take our seats. And it's very comfortable, you know, you, you have enough space between everybody when you're seating. And stage, it, it's actually set up really nice to where you're pretty close to the stage. So you can see everything going on. And I will hand it to them. These are some of the best, literally, actors and actresses uh, who are out on this stage giving it their all. I was undoubtedly 100% impressed with everything I saw that night. Food was excellent. Moonshine was great. It was homemade, and uh, and on top of that, uh, they interacted with the crowd too. So it was the whole story. Now, here's here's me. I mean, anybody who knows me, I, I'm I'm a team player, right? So they go, all right, Hatfields and McCoys, let's do the you know ringing of the bells. So if you're a, if you're a Hatfield, ring your bells, and you know everyone's ringing. So then. All right, if you're a McCoy, ring your bell. Here's me ringing this bell as loud as I could, and Frank's like, Jay, stop it. And I'm just ringing and ringing and ringing, trying to get the crowd riled up, and sure enough, our side won the little toss-up. So, um, you know, just a very fun interact, you know, interaction. Uh, I would 100%, you know, go see a dinner show there. Hatfield McCoy's was awesome. Uh, till this day, I still get shunned about buying a... It, not only was it sixty dollars to go, but then I get shunned about the seven dollar cowball that says Hatfield and McCoy's on it. Um, but you know what? I, 
you're gonna love that area. Again, like I said, if you're down there, you gotta pick out what you want because there's so much that caters to everybody's liking. Um, and you know that's that's the beauty about traveling places like this. There's you know you you could come from all different walks of life. There's something for everybody. So, guys, with that, I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna put a bookmark right here. All right. Next episode, we're gonna going to be talking about uh, adventure. All right. I'll give you a little hint. It involves whitewater rafting, whitewater kayaking, fishing, uh, zip lining, and I'm just gonna stop there because then I'm gonna go too far into this, but. I will say this, it is, the place we're going to talk about is, I, there's two places in this world I consider favorite places on earth. This is one of the two, so I'm very excited to get our guest on this next episode. Again, sorry she couldn't make it on this one, there's things that came up, but we're going to have her on the next one, and I'm going to really dive into why I love the Smoky Mountains with this. So until then, I'll see you off the water. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catchboard. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. That's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.